Hey, Rachel. Hello, Brian. So tell me, how was your week? It was really bad. You know, when you're in New York and there you hear the, about these massive earthquakes elsewhere. This yeah, time like 7.1, 7.9. Yeah, 7. yeah, huge. And, you know, instead of being concerned, uh, this is embarrassing to admit, but you're kind of jealous because <laughs> you're looking for any excuse to hide under the table. Because you're gonna hide anyway. You might as well have like a, a reason. reason. <laughs> okay. So that's that that's was this week. We, that was this week. Let's yeah. let's hide under the table and do this podcast. This is this week in Nope, the podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, before we start, I have a, a correction. A correction? Yes. We made a mistake? It's, it's more a clarification. You mean we actually well, got us? something wrong on this podcast <laughs> where we do no research and completely <laughs> make shit up as we go along? Yes, we do. So last week we did a, a segment about Cardi B, about how she tried to have her trademark phrase uh, trademarked. I guess. Yes. Um, so that she could like have the exclusive rights to make paper goods with it. T-shirts, That's socks. right. And we represented that it was occur, O-K-U-R-R-R. Which is what any rational it's person would think. It's the correct phonetic expression <laughs> of, of what she tried to trademark. Um, however, as soon as I walked into my office the next day, Cheryl Ann, my friend from the office, Love pointed Cheryl. out that it was in fact occur. Oh, that was a good trill. Yeah, 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 right? So apparently this is everywhere. Like people, it's not just Cardi B saying this is like a meme in pop culture. Like it's in music videos and on TV. Everyone's saying, oh, Kr. this is so embarrassing. I know, we're how, so old. How do we not know about this? And we both this? think that we're Cardi B fans, but in fact, we just know a couple of songs. And oh, man. I guess she didn't say, oh, Kr. in it. Can she you say it? Can oh, you say Kr. it? No, that's not right. That's the whitest oak I've ever heard. Well, you know, I have to stand in my truth. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, well, moving on from Cardi B. Uh, Cardi B, we give you our apology. We regret you may not the be error. you may not be trademarked, but you're trademarked in our hearts. If you're listening. <laughs> Which you are, no doubt. We're sorry. <laughs> we okay. hope you accept our apologies. Let's move on. Rachel, what do you have for this week? Okay, so last week um we recorded I think it was the day before the fourth of July. Right, it was released on the fourth yes, of July, right? Yes. So we talked about the forthcoming salute to America, which is Donald Trump's 4th of July extravaganza. And it, it happened. It's now a week ago. It happened. There were tanks, there were fighter jets, there was lots of rain. And um, <laughs> as befits <laughs> as befits a shitty president, the speech he gave at the Lincoln Memorial wasn't as political as we thought it was going to be. Right, it wasn't like America is crumbling. No, he, he <laughs> just the roads in D.C. were crumbling from the tanks. From the tanks, <laughs> um, he did stick to the teleprompter, which he has long bragged that he doesn't use. But I think in this case, because of the legal ramifications of straying from you know just historical information, he stuck. To it, but his speech was interesting. <laughs> it was like a fan fiction recounting of the Revolutionary War merged with the War of 1812 and with aviation thrown in. <laughs> with aviation yes. for the War of 1812. Yes. And the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was like anachronistic. Why didn't he throw in like Twilight fan fiction? He Harry Potter. He should have put in <laughs> okay, Harry. Tell me, he what he well said. tell me what he said. So he said, in June of 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army. Okay, pause. 
before you go on, he doesn't know what the fuck the Continental Congress is. If anyone interrupted him and was like, what is that? <laughs> he doesn't know what the Constitution he is. Doesn't, he's never read he anything. No, of course not. Okay, okay so continue, please. Okay, so um, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington. Our army manned the ramparts. It took over the airports. <laughs> it did everything it had to do. And at Fort McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, their star-spangled banner waved defiant. Well, the rockets were clearly ICBMs. <laughs> yes. Coming from... Okay, so there were yeah. airports that were shut down due to the <laughs> war activity the during war. the Revolutionary okay, War. And I don't know, you and I... We are Kitty Hawk scholars. <laughs> we've been. We are. We both. We vacationed at the Outer Banks of North Carolina, where Kitty Hawk is. Where we have stood on the very spot that Orville and Wilbur Wright did their first flights. We are experts. We, we are... are the finest living scholars of early aviation. <laughs> and so we know that the Wright brothers did not complete their flight until 1903. That's right. Which was... We were there at the time. We were there. <laughs> we basically were eyewitnesses to history. And that's why we didn't know about Cardi B, because we were that old. <laughs> we were too busy. <laughs> <laughs> we were too busy studying the Wright brothers. So after, the, after this speech, hashtag revolution war airports was trending on Twitter <laughs> and everyone was making fun of him. There were so many mistakes. I'm not going to get into oh, wait, all of them. I feel like some of our airports like LaGuardia were built during the Revolutionary it, War. It seems that way right, sometimes. For like, I was going to say stagecoaches, but they didn't even have stagecoaches then. No, they didn't have, they didn't have anything. They had feet. They had feet and horses. <laughs> and horses. And carts. <laughs> so to what did Donald Trump attribute this mistake? He says it was the teleprompter. Oh, okay. the teleprompter went awry and began inventing historical <laughs> fictions. Yes. And so what he said it was, was... artificial intelligence. It had a mind of its own. It was, right, the, the Russians got into the teleprompter. <laughs> no, never the Russians. He asked Putin if they did that, and he said no, and nope, he believed uh, him. Right. So he said, I guess the rain knocked out the teleprompter. So it's not that. But I knew the speech very well. So I was able to do it without a teleprompter. Uh, but the teleprompter did go out. And it was actually hard to look at anyway because there was rain all over it. So was it the teleprompter? <laughs> was it not the teleprompter? This is just like a classic. The teleprompter said the wrong thing, but he couldn't see the teleprompter. It's always someone else's fault. It's always like the answer is always both things. Like right. that's the trick. It's right. like, and you can interpret it either way. It's, both sides. But why doesn't somebody ever say, which is it? <laughs> Was it or wasn't it the teleprompter? So he's going to slime out of that anyway. He's not going to give an answer to that. No, he's not. But so, okay, so beyond that, <laughs> the 4th of July salute to America was um, a resounding success, <laughs> except for the fact that we just found out today that it has bankrupted the D.C. government <laughs> special fund that is supposed to be used to protect our nation's capital from terrorist threats. But <laughs> I say... But at least there were tanks on the mall. Exactly. If you're going to leave yourself completely vulnerable to terrorist threats, you might as well have a huge celebration. And they also this week, there were also like biblical floods in Washington, D.C. Did you see that? Like no, my I, basement in D.C., the house I oh, have in D.C. I saw. Had, right. There were like people standing on their roofs of their cars in on Canal Road. Yes. And, like, there were leaks in the White House. <laughs> that's what, right. Literal the, leaks. Right. Eamon Javers. Uh, Eamon Javers had a whole like... Tweet storm about... <laughs> The water on the puddles on his floor. <laughs> it was very interesting and good puns. Yeah, oh yeah, it was Jabbers, pretty good. Yeah. His best work. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, you know, 
why not? Why not have this huge <laughs> celebration to show our terrorists? It was worth it. It was totally worth how it. How threatening we are. It was totally It'll worth it. Definitely... We're not going to get hit by terrorists anyway. No, we, we don't need to. We don't need to. We don't that. need to worry about it because we we've had tanks on the mall. We and... could have if there were terrorists. We could have those tanks back, and we would protect ourselves against them. The finest living Sherman tanks from 1957. Right, right. We are thinking. We're playing three dimensional chess. In fact, we are three steps ahead of the terrorists, and we have nothing to fear. No, except fear, fear itself. <laughs> okay, no, shut this down, please. No, no, this okay. is terrible. Okay, Thank God, okay, until moving next July on. 4th, we don't have to think about this again. Rachel, what's next? So um, there's this author, and her name is Allison Green, and she has this advice column called Ask a Manager. Where does it run? It runs on her blog, and she's got a book and a column and a okay. podcast, probably. And s- someone wrote in this week, and before I get into the content <laughs> of the letter, I want to describe Allison Green's reaction to it. She said, I very much want to believe that this is not true, (laughs) but I've been writing this column long enough to know that people are gross and weird beyond imagination. Okay. So this is like Jeopardy. You're giving the answer before the question. I am. And so the question is, what is, what is, what it was in the letter? It is why I could never work in an office ever again. So here's the letter. Dear Ask a Manager, what can we do with a boss (laughs) who... Urinates in a cup in his office and then dumps it in the kitchen sink when we, parentheses, all women, are sitting there eating lunch. (laughs) He goes on. We are certain of what is in the cup because it smells, is yellow. And it sits right on his credenza in plain view. He has even Wait, left so he, it, okay, <laughs> he's even left it outside the office, forgetting to empty it. A few weeks ago, I was washing my lunch dishes, and he dumped it right on top of my stuff. I was pretty much in shock. I couldn't believe it. Is there something wrong here? I'm not getting. Wait, I have a few questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. So, because um, it's on his credenza, does that mean that he like adds to it over the course of the day, and then when it's like brim- brimming to the top, he goes in like empties <laughs> and, it out? Yeah. Yes, he's just too busy. He's, he's too busy. There's too to... much to do. He doesn't have time. Okay. Next question: Is it the 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 uh, the writer of the question? Is it her own like proprietary dishes that she brings to work, like her mug that she brings? It sounds or is it that general way. office mug. It sounds that it like it was her own, but okay. I don't know. I... Okay. Next, isn't there <laughs> precedent for this? Wasn't there some astronaut who drove across the country to like find his astronaut lover? And he had to drive straight, and he didn't want to stop to go to the bathroom, so he peed. Well, astronauts are different. They, they're in <laughs> they're space. Used to they're used to no, He wasn't in space. He was, like, driving across the country. Well, you know, it's reentry. <laughs> it was hard. He got, he got used to being in orbit. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know. That's a really good explanation, actually. Okay. Like for, but this manager, I don't think, was an astronaut. For, he did it for love. This guy is doing it <laughs> for, like, for productivity hacks. Yes, yes. That is the ultimate productivity hack. It is. Don't pee. Don't. <laughs> just pee in a cup and spill it on your. But isn't that another uh, like life hack? You're supposed to like every 20 minutes get up and walk around the office. Yeah. that could be go and take a have a pee. Right. I think that he is working himself to the bone and not being. It's only it's self defeating behavior. He's right. He's never mind his own creativity. <laughs> he's peeing into his own grave, <laughs> an early grave. Yes. <laughs> So, um, so Allison's advice was, and I don't, I want to see if you agree with this. She said, you must say something. There is no world where it is acceptable for your boss to pour a container of his urine on your lunch dishes, 
even if said dishes are in the process of being washed. And her recommendation was to say, next time you spot him carrying his pee into the kitchen, just say, ew, what is that? Don't bring that in the kitchen. Say, you can't pour that down the sink. People wash dishes in there. And then if he denies it, say, what is it then? Can you dispose of it in the bathroom anyway? It's, it's gross. crystal light. It's urine flavored crystal light. And I have to say I disagree with this advice. I don't think there should be a next time. I think the first time <laughs> that your manager time. puts No, but here's pee. what's going to happen. There's going to be recourse. She's going to be fired for this under some false pretense. And yeah. she's going to have to like file a lawsuit that she can't afford to actually get rehired and have damages against the trauma that her boss has inflicted. This is a no-win situation. Well, I think that she and these other women in the office need to file like a class action. <laughs> a class suit. action of like five women <laughs> yes. against their boss. <laughs> yes. this, is, this behavior is unacceptable. I agree, but I think there's no practical recourse. But there's no reason. You can't confront the person because it, if it's... It's going to be what, a he said, they said. <laughs> this is what he does. He's going to wind up on the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Totally. He's, He's incredibly He's out for while Trump is going to nominate him to be the Secretary of Labor. Oh yeah, after Acosta right. resigns because of his handling of Hillary Clinton's That's right. He's emails. perfect. He's great at running a workplace. He's, yeah, he's flawless. Clearly. Okay. Can we say no? Only to the this? best people. So I say no. This is not good advice. Um, I'm very nope to the boss. That's too easy. But nope to the advice too. Nope to the boss. Go to the police. Go take it to the authorities. Go to the ASPCA. <laughs> this the boss is not house trained. <laughs> okay, no, please. No, okay. no, shut it down. Shut it down. No. Um, speaking of bad workplace behavior, um, there are so many good shows on Netflix and so few hours in the day. I get home and I want to watch some Netflix, binge on some things, Stranger Things 3, Fleabag, all these things, and there's just not Too enough hours content. on the agenda. Didn't Reed Hastings say that the com the competitor to Netflix is sleep? Yes. That's a great <laughs> That's a great insight. It is. Right. Well, it turns out that the competitor to Netflix is, in fact, work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there, apparently, it's more than we think. There's a lot of people who want to watch Netflix at work. Yeah. How are we supposed to watch all the Netflix we want to watch when we have work. to go to work? That's no, right. And there's like, uh, there's like over employment now. Like, it's easy to get a job. <laughs> and like, so you might as well get a job. Might as well get a job and then watch Netflix. So um, here's the solution there is a new. Uh, uh, it's like a browser extension called Flix Hangouts. And it's by something called MSCHF, which I guess is Mischief Internet uh -huh. Studios. And what it does is if you want to watch Netflix from your browser at work, you launch this extension and it creates like, you know, like on a Google Hangout where there's like four different people. Oh, yeah, or like people, Zoom or Zoom, Blue Jeans any of those or whatever. Things, right? yeah. So it's a four, two by two. There's four people on it. And three of them are like fake people who are pretending to be talking. And the fourth one is Netflix. I have to say that's kind of ingenious. <laughs> the fourth one is Netflix. Um, but which what, is, it, like, what if someone walks by and they're like, okay, why so, are you watching Stranger Things in no, one window? No, it's worse than that. So here's here's my questions about it, right? So Stranger Things, whatever. What if it's an animated show? 
like an anime thing. You're on a conference call with like <laughs> three people and a cartoon. <laughs> right, right. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, what if it's like a gory horror movie? So there's like a person on your conference call who then gets like beheaded Murdered. or impaled, and someone's behind you watching, watching and thinks like that you're. They're gonna call nine one one. I mean, it stopped to this. What could possibly go wrong? That's There's right. so many unanticipated consequences to a technology unintended, like this. Unintended consequences. Yeah. That's what we're about here on Nope. Okay. So then, you know, another thing is like, what if you're at the office and the number one most popular show on Netflix is, of course, The Office. Of course. So that's like a snake eating its own tail. What if you're on the office? It's in, a hall in of the mirrors. <laughs> you're in the office watching The Office. Oh, my gosh. If this existed when The Office was on, this would be a plot line in The Office. This would be amazing if you were like basically having a meeting with Michael Scott or, <laughs> or Dwight Michael Schrute. Michael Scott would be watching <laughs> the Ricky Gervais version of The Office. They could have like, yeah. Yes, it's all of mirrors. <laughs> but the bigger like sociological thing is here is like if you have time to watch Netflix at work, you have bigger problems than getting caught. Yeah, you right? need to look inward. Don't look outward <laughs> right. and think about what you're doing. And, Ask yourself and, the tar- the hard questions like why am I employed? And, why do they need me? And do more. You you have something to give. Nobody wants to work at work. <laughs> they want to go pee. <laughs> they want to go pee in a cup. Go pee in a cup instead. As vile as that is, it's probably do better both. than do both. at the same time. Find a man who can do both. You can have it all. That's what they meant. <laughs> they say that. Okay. okay nope no. To, like saying, oh, just don't do it. Or if you do do it, like write in and tell us Tell us what how happened. it went, please. We're interested. Okay. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. We are, uh, we're deep into bad behavior Rachel, I think you have some more bad behavior. Yeah, so there's like tons of crime, the criminal <laughs> less crime than most of the time. Criminals yeah. be criming, grifters be grifting. Yeah, you know yeah. how it goes. But um as we know, the punishment doesn't always fit the crime. No. We just saw this week, um, very serious, Jeffrey Epstein was a rapist and a human trafficker who got off with 13 months and he was able to leave jail and go to work and thankfully he is now incarcerated again. Um, and Paul Manafort committed what I think is treason and tax fraud and got seven years. And then there's this 17-year-old girl in Texas who potentially faces 20 years. Um, Texas Governor Greg... Human trafficking, right? <laughs> well, I was out. <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott called her a despicable criminal and said, behavior like this is unacceptable in Texas and is rightfully punished. Don't mess with Texas or with Bluebell. So what did she do? What is Bluebell? Bluebell. Bluebell is an ice, ice cream, cream yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. So what she did was she licked a container of Bluebell ice cream in a Walmart and returned it to the freezer. So she opened the top, she licked it, and she... Replaced the top and put it back in the freezer. Yes. Okay. So she did it at the urging of her boyfriend who filmed it. And then the video went viral. It's been viewed okay, so this 11 is a, million times. More Instagram times. shenanigans. But you yeah. know, everyone's thirsty for likes. For likes and for attention. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gross. Whatever. It's been viewed 11 million times. And the police went on a manhunt to find who this person was. And they finally found her on Friday. Okay. So there were all these complications because there was a catfish person who is actually <laughs> taking credit for being the perpetrator of the incident on Instagram, which okay. confused the detectives. And um, they finally sorted it out. 
And they say that this woman could face a second degree felony charge for tampering with a consumer product, which comes with two to 20 years in prison. 20 years. Two to 20 years. For licking ice cream. For licking ice cream and $10,000 in fines. She did this once? She did this once. And this all seems very excessive. Yes, it is gross to lick ice cream and put it back into onto the The punishment shelf. must fit the crime, and this does not. This does not. And in the words of Gandhi, an eye for an eye only makes the whole world blind. Exactly. 100%. A lick for a lick. A lick for a lick. <laughs> and the, the manufacturer should have, it's their fault, they should have one of those coverings to prevent this from happening. Right. You shouldn't be able to like open it. Like a yogurt it. has like that. Like a yogurt. Yeah. Or, or like Haagen-Dazs has it. <laughs> yeah, Blue or Bell. like a, a pill bottle, like you have the childproof pill bottle totally it, it would prevent they should all. have a childproof ice cream bottle we need to assume the worst in people we need to assume that everybody is out to lick the ice cream <laughs> and Everyone put a plastic covering but it gets worse okay so bluebell is not completely innocent here they they called this incident a malicious act of food tampering which is really interesting coming from a company that uh, was responsible for a 2015 listeria outbreak. Oh. Okay, so the Texas Monthly talked about this. There was an FDA investigation into the company that found all of this negligence, including a failure to properly sanitize equipment, and three people actually died, and nobody went to there jail. They were ice cream deaths. They were ice cream deaths. Not and just ice cream gross outs. No, like actual like right. deaths. Her tongue was probably healthy. Oh, yeah, probably. Like a dog's mouth is healthier than a human's mouth. So clearly, like, licking the ice cream was a bigger (laughs) risk than us consuming the the licked ice cream. So she was putting her life on the line. (laughs) She could have gotten listeria. She could have, right. So, But Governor Abbott, so Bluebell, nobody faced criminal responsibility. They paid a fine. And Governor Abbott, after they went back into production after the outbreak, tweeted, Texans can rejoice today as Bluebell ice cream makes its long-awaited comeback in freezer aisles across the state. So Governor Abbott is in the pocket of the ice cream lobby. Of, of Bluebell. Oh. I'd like to figure out how much they contributed to his campaign. I would like to as and well. Texas governors are the most despicable. Before him was Rick Perry. Right now, oh, energy, yeah. secretary, energy secretary, who doesn't know moron, it. who right. doesn't know what energy is. Right, he probably knows what Bluebell is because they probably got him elected governor. <laughs> probably, yeah. So, I think that this woman is actually a hero. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's she, calling Bluebell out. We for, should have a change.org petition <laughs> to support her. To support this yeah, woman, yeah, and like take up a collection, do a Kickstarter, and I for know, more licking, more ice cream more licking. licking. And I know this is neither here nor there, but she's actually like a very cute girl and like stylishly <laughs> dressed i don't know if that will mitigate her sentence but it should In texas probably <laughs> it's probably some horny old judge she just seemed like a nice you know uh, she like a nice prankster a prank. you know, like a playful prankster come on like let's okay let's, no, no no texas no bluebell Shut let it go bluebell they're the real criminals. they're the villains yes. here let your ice cream be let a thousand licks thrive <laughs> Let's lick away. <laughs> okay. okay no. I didn't expect that term, but no, 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 no. absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Rachel, uh, you were just in the Hamptons? I was, yeah. Beach, short, seaside, heaven? Oh, yeah, a delight. The delight, Always. right? So a lot of people go to the beach, go to the shore. We have a few stories about the seashore right here. Oh, it, you're you're an island correspondent. <laughs> no, the, our world's finest island 
correspondent. Um, so, um, however, I'm going to take you to Buckinghamshire, England, where Stowe School is. Oh. Right? Where I used to be a teacher. And it is not, <laughs> there's no coastline in Buckinghamshire, but it's coastline it's adjacent. Yeah, it's very beautiful. So, somewhere in Buckinghamshire, along a roadside, they came across a bright yellow bird. Like, I saw a picture, very, very bright. And people found it, and they assumed, because of the way it looked, that it was a new species of eagle. Oh, there's a lot of birders in England, There's a lot too, of birders, so like train, train spotters, <laughs> plane spotters. Uh, Boris Johnson is a plane spotter. Or a, no, train spotter. A One of bus. No, he's a bus spotter. He likes to stand on the side of the road and spot, like, watch buses. Oh, he buses. likes to make buses, too. He constructs them out of, like, paper Cardboard. machine. <laughs> <laughs> the new the new leader of the Western Europe is right. No, so this these were bird uh, we're, some we're, bird we're person from the some bird topic. person spotted it and determined that it was going to be a new species of eagle that was bright yellow. So they took them to the nearest wildlife hospital that was called <laughs> Tiggy Winks Tiggy Winkles. Of course, Tiggy Winkles. What else would it be? <laughs> Wildlife. There's some wacky. I I go there a lot, and there are some really weird like village names. There's one called like Marsh Gibbon. <laughs> That's right. really weird names. But this was Tiggy Winkles Wildlife Hospital <laughs> Hospital, and they brought them to the expert veterinarians there or aviationarians, and they determined that it was actually just a seagull seagull that was inexplicably covered in curry powder <laughs> so it had gone to like brick lane and like <laughs> ate at like an indian no, brick restaurant lane is like 100 miles away but seagulls can fly yeah but this is this is the middle of the countryside in buckinghamshire so maybe it maybe it had dinner and went for a ride <laughs> we don't know curry dinner what are you an ornithologist i think it might it might have done that <laughs> certainly i don't think there's like piles of curry powder lying around East London. I think there is. You think there are? <laughs> yes, I've seen it myself. <laughs> did you dive into them? I didn't. This bird just flew too close to, to the curry Like pack. Icarus, like yeah. a curry Icarus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. So um, anyway, it's fine. They couldn't fly. They rehabilitated it. They named it Vinny. But were they just like, are you guys insane? Like this bird. <laughs> it's clearly not an eagle. <laughs> it's a seagull. <laughs> Covered in curry powder. Was it green? Did they lick it? What kind? Was it green? No, it was or yellow red? curry. It yellow was curry. bright oh, yellow. Delicious. It was bright yellow. But they named it Vinny, which is short for Vindaloo. Oh, that's cute. That's cute, that's right? Spicy. So they cleaned it off and they released it into the wild, and that's the end of the story. Wow, what a beautiful homecoming. <laughs> no. That's a very short note. No. However, I'm going to bring you to another seafaring animal <laughs> story. Um, also related to seagulls. So there is an island, a group of islands, where the screeching of seagulls is so bad, so irritating, that scientists who are there to study the animals and the birds, they have to wear like earplugs at night because the screeching of the seagulls keep them awake. Oh. And this is the Farallon Islands, which are just off the coast of San Francisco. It's like verboten. It's like a windswept series of island. It smells so badly of guano that you can almost, like, you faint from that. And it's been called traditionally the devil's teeth. Okay, so these scientists are really like... They're brave. They're, they're brave. committed to their cause. Yes. The seagull they observation. They must really love what they do. <laughs> they committed to their craft, <laughs> to their art. Now, the problem is there is also, on the Farallon Islands, tens of thousands of house mice. Okay. And it's uninhabited, but they're a menace. 
And here's this. This shows how convoluted the um, the food chain and the 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 ecosystem is. So it turns out that the house mice are uh, attracting burrowing owls, and the owls are, <laughs> are eating a rare bird called storm petrels. Okay. And in addition, the mice themselves eat the Farallon camel cricket. And compete for food with the Farallon arboreal salamander. So the whole balance of nature has been thrown out of whack. That's basically. right. And like with respect to climate change, you can't just look at one animal in isolation. There are whole th- these whole ecosystems that can be thrown off balance. No, it's like the wings of the butterfly. We don't <laughs> Right. We you don't step know. off the path <laughs> and, and anything can any- happen. <laughs> That's right. So there's all these mice. So they've decided that they need to deal with these mice. They are the crux. I mean, there's no perfect solution. You kill one step of the ladder. There's always a risk. You have to do something. So the whatever federal animal authorities have decided that the only way to get rid of these mice is to drop 1.5 million tons, not of snakes, (laughs) (laughs) snakes on a plane. That's what I thought. With parachutes or just (laughs) if they didn't have parachutes, they would just die when they hit the hit (laughs) the ground. No, one point five ton million tons of rat poison pellets from a helicopter. No, no, they should do the snakes. Possibly go wrong. So the the poison they're going to drop is called brodifacum, and it is consist it's anticoagulants that's going to make the poor mice bleed to death internally. This this has unintended consequences that we we will be living with forever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you live on the Farallon Islands, <laughs> which nobody does. Maybe. I mean, what's the worst that happens? The camel crickets die. Well, it's close. To, you can't look at the Farallon Islands in isolation. It's close to the mainland. We don't know something. <laughs> Think might... that the burrowing owls, in the absence of something to eat on the Farallon Islands, are going to attack like like. Like Union Square in San Francisco? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my God. We don't know. Yes, there's a lot of unintended consequences. So I think this is similar to, like, the climate change lesson, which is, like, you can't say we're having a cold day, therefore there's no global warming. You can't just say, like, there's fewer mice or there's more mice, and so, therefore, like, we're better off because there's no mice. It's true. It's going to throw something off. Something's It's going to create—this solution is going to create a bigger problem. We have seen this— Thousands of times, not only in nature, but in cinema. (laughs) Snakes on a plane. (laughs) Snakes on a plane. Um, Sharknado. Sharknado. That happened. Similar, same story. Yes. It's just everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. You could throw Earth off its orbit. (laughs) (laughs) Like the International Space Station will plummet to Earth, and and we will all be dead. So we won't know. So, no, no, shut this down. Shut Do not down. kill the mice. Do not kill Just the mice. Just let, let nature play out its own. Or try a, try putting maybe a lion on the island. A, a one lion <laughs> could do the work of 10 million pellets. rat pellets. Uh, yeah. And no one will bleed internally. They'll just bleed externally. Yeah, just put a, quick, a hungry... quick death. <laughs> a quick humane just death. parachute in a lion <laughs> and then take it out. You could boat in the... Put it on a boat. <laughs> put a few lions on a boat. <laughs> Drop them in. <laughs> take them out. Call us. <laughs> Call us. We're your finest living zoologists and climatologists and exterminators. We know exactly what to do. Shut it down, please. No.
<laughs> okay. I need some yups. Yes. These are the little rays of light, the little beacons of hope that gets us through the week. Wow. This has been a bad one. It's been a really bad yeah. one, but there have also been some like. Yeah, I had one that beacons. really made me happy. I discovered this the other night. So okay. um, when I was a teenager coming up, I was obsessed with Steve Winwood. Very talented. You remember that? Like, so not everybody, the millennials, Gen Z, they don't all know who that is, but he had a, you know, higher, he was in traffic and cream, and then he had a solo career and, uh, his big it won a Grammy for his song of the year called Higher Love. Bring me a higher love. One People kind of know such that, a right? Good song. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Shaka Khan's in the background. So it turns out that there is a remake from Whitney Houston. Oh, so from like from the Beyond the Grave. Beyond the Grave. Right. She recorded. It, it a, turns out that she had recorded a cover of this song like in 1990 or 2000 or something, um, and it was only released as a a B-side in Scandinavia. Oh. And it was resurrected by uh, Kygo, right? That's like an EDM producer. Yep. Right? And um, there's this incredible like mashup remix of it and it's super cool and it's actually on the charts right now. That's amazing. And maybe we'll play it at the end Anything if I can figure that out, right? Involving so Whitney Houston. We've, got, we've brought back two of the greats of the 80s and 90s, Steve Winwood and Whitney And it's particularly interesting because usually when something wins a Grammy for like Song of the Year, nobody ever nobody records it again. Nobody wants to touch it, but it's, Whitney, like the it's like the definitive, but Whitney went there. She will go anywhere. And it got and buried and here we are, like when we played it, we played it before, like it was like magic. Like hearing her voice again on a song we haven't heard before was like tingles. It's yeah, goosebumps it all over. And Whitney Houston is the she's the ultimate innovator. I mean, I, <laughs> I mentioned her actually in my story um about receipts. In Vanity Fair, in Vanity which Fair, everyone should read, yeah. In the, in the she originated issue. the idea of receipts. She originated the she idea. She wanted to have she she challenged to, when Diane someone said Sawyer. that she had spent all this money on Drugs, he said, show me the receipts, as if drug dealers provided receipts. <laughs> provided receipts, which was just such an ingenious reply, show, just giving the lie to the question itself, and um, just Whitney forever. Yeah, Whitney? so our, our yup goes to both Whitney and Steve Winwood, who's still around and making music. Whitney, sadly, isn't, but there's probably no, Steve a Steve Winwood's back- dead. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Steve Winwood is not dead. I'm I, Googling it right now. I saw now. him live like when? two years ago. I'm telling you, he's his, dead. Steve Winwood is not dead. If he was dead, I would fucking kill myself. He's dead. No, go look on Wikipedia right now. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> this is the worst podcasting entertainment dead? ever. Steve Winwood. No. Um... Okay, maybe he's no, he's totally alive. Okay. okay. No, but yup no. to those people and Rachel, skip to your yup before okay. you embarrass yourself more. <laughs> okay, so as we mentioned before, um, I was out in the Hamptons last weekend and on Sunday I wanted to watch the finals, the world the women's world cup finals, and my sister was somewhere and so I was with my five-year-old son and my five-year-old niece and my um, six-month-old nephew was sitting in my lap and they wanted to watch cartoons and I was like, no, 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 we're watching the World Cup. and On Flicks Hangouts? (laughs) (laughs) And we all got so into it. It was such an amazing game and, you know, my son hasn't really watched a lot of soccer nor has Valentina, my niece, but um, they were like looking at who's the the white versus the orange and they were cheering <laughs> white, white, white. And I was like, no, no, no. no. I was like, USA. No. And then shouting USA, USA sounded oh, also okay, really funny. But I, I realized that this is the USA that I want to live in. This team, yeah. these women, these people. This is not the USA people. we have. It's the USA we deserve. It's the USA we deserve. And like, I'm going to, this is very emotional. Like when, when they won, AJ was like, does this, <laughs> I'm gonna start AJ was like, does this mean they're the best in the world? 
And I yes, was like, it does. Yes, that's exactly what it means. They're the they're the best. They're the, the champions, they are my the, friends. They're the best of us. And like just just seeing this team, it was, it was <laughs> You're crying. Rachel is actually crying was, now. <laughs> I haven't slept in three weeks. It's I have a puppy. First, you have a dog and a child. It's the first <laughs> tears ever. It was just it was really beautiful. And there was just the ticker tape parade right around here. We, we just walked, we just past, walked it, yeah. past it. And so my yup goes to the women's national soccer team, the greatest team ever. And I just thank you. All right. Thank you. So this was, uh, these were very emotional yups. I think for both <laughs> yes. of us, they drew upon our childhood, our deepest emotions, our hopes and fears and everything. And it almost bounces out the nopes. No, not But I'm qu- sure we'll be back quite. next week to like have more devastating nopes that will ruin our week, our year. There's a lot of terrible lives. shit going on. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell human beings, tell them with your voice. Yes. Yes. Turn to your left, turn to your right, tell somebody. That's like, right, if, two, if to your left, to your right, that's three people will have three times as many listeners. Also, don't forget, leave your five-star rating, leave your review, subscribe, do everything you can to help us out. Tweet at us, tell us what you think, give us feedback, give us ideas for nopes. We're we'll open. ignore them. We're, We're not going to gonna listen to them. No, right. we, and we also have Ask Nopes if you if you have a question. We haven't done that in a long time. That would be fun to do again. We will dispense yeah. advice whether it is solicited or not. <laughs> more than the urine, more than the peeing <laughs> more boss. Than ask we'll a give manager. better advice than that. <laughs> better than Ask a Manager. Okay, thank you so much for listening. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. 